Hello again, and welcome to episode 143 of STGC for Thursday, April 11th. If you're not aware, Super Deform... I just caught a image of myself with this fucking ridiculous shit on my head. <laughs> and okay so so Wait, super Derek, deform- i can't see i can't see brandon's hat yeah there's no hat it's not there's no hat. hat well hang on that's right because so brandon everybody else has a hat but brandon so we gotta we gotta correct that real quick Here all right let go. me should we should we go back off should we should we end this shit show and no. then come back with a, a no. like a, a cowboy hat for brandon all right i'm gonna no. keep going Yay! Super Deformed Games Cast meets right here every Thursday night Perfect. at night. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to be able to get through this. Every oh, Thursday. Good. Every Thursday night. Oh, my God. I just saw the hat. <laughs> at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the latest gaming headlines with a wide variety of members. Yeah. You do yeah. Okay, that means. We also do a whole bunch of other stuff as time allows, <clears throat> like a separate show about movies and television, community game streaming, and a mental health support show. If you've been along, <laughs> fuck, if you've been along for the ride so far, welcome home. And if not, hey, feel free to stick around and maybe throw us a follow. Every single podcast is archived the next day on our YouTube channel for those who like to watch. And we're on Spotify and shit too. Jesus Christ! And you can now subscribe to us on you Twitch, can, apparently. Yes, you can. We are now. We are now Twitch. We have quality settings. We we yes. have quality settings. We're, we're, no. coming, we're coming up with. Email. God, oh, oh my God! Yeah. 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 We gotta get. I gotta find the transparent. I gotta find the transparent PNG. Eleven thirty-eight. Adam Bankhurst and me. Adam Bankhurst subscribed. Like, like he's like he's subscribing in real time on the show. Who the fuck is Adam Bankhurst? I don't know who Adam Bankhurst is. He. um, But but no, like no. So yeah, like we're you know we're Twitch affiliates. So we got emotes coming. Or Derek, we got the emotes coming. I gotta find the 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 transparent PNG of Saki, and we'll have a Saki emote, and it'll be great. It'll yeah, be it's gonna stuff. be it's gonna be fucking fantastic. So we so we uh we appreciate and Imran is in chat. Imran, uh Imran, actually I want to give a shout out to Imran. Imran has been to every single one of my Final Fantasy VI live streams that I've done so far, <laughs> and he's been. I watched all two. Hey, you know what? Hey, all two. It's you yeah, know what? There, there's more coming. There's Keep more it coming, coming, man. Keep it coming. We should introduce I don't who's know. on so, and who so, our guest is. So so real quick, real quick, before I introduce Adam up here, I um. Rebecca was wondering why I was disgusted to be wearing this this hat here. You need to back and, the heck up before you tell that story and explain why we're all wearing hats in the first place. So we're all wearing hats because I made a bet with Rebecca that there would be a Nintendo Direct today. And this of week? Course, you said this week? This week. And there wasn't. No. And Re- Rebecca told me to pick the most ridiculous hat I own, which is this one. And the reason I'm disgusted... And, and then and Derek and Rebecca are just wearing them in solidarity. And so was Brandon <laughs> digitally. And I'm assuming Adam is wearing his baseball cap in solidarity as well. He Adam is. Really. In and the Brandon has on an extremely stylish hat. He yeah. does. He really, it's, he does. It's, 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 it looks really good. The reason I'm disgusted to be wearing this hat is because it's been sitting in a moldy, dusty box for like five years. And I haven't touched it. In that, and like, so I pulled it out and I shook it off and this giant cloud of dust and debris flew off of it. And I was like, this God. is going to be, this is going to be good. So well, I've just... probably got... I probably got botulism now, or take, some kind of horrible. Take like a pledge wipe to the top of your head when you're done. Some kind and of horrible. Just shine it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, that's the story behind this uh, this thing here. And then uh, Rebecca demanded I put the Gungeon Beanie on top of it. So of course, yes. It's only right. Anyway, yeah, that I want. Tonight we have a very like Adam. Would you describe yourself as a guest or a very special guest? Like like okay. what do you? How do you want me to do this? Like a best friend. That's 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 the kind of way we got to do it. Yeah, you're like like like. I mean, I feel like that's accurate. We've hugged. 
We have. I mean, we've yeah. hugged. You know, we 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 had a drink together. We did. Um, I got to meet a lot of the crew. Unfortunately, not Rebecca, but we made a little video about how awesome she was. So it's we did. Incredibly you know? sweet. <laughs> well, and incredibly Re surprising. Rebecca, that's because we're all incredibly sweet people. Exactly. You are. Yeah, I like we you are. all so much. Exactly. Adam Bankers from IGN. Adam, welcome to SDGC. Thanks for having me, guys. You Very will excited about it. You will fucking regret those words by the time this <laughs> I keep is hearing over. that. He already is. So he has to look no. at your hat for the next hour and a half. Okay, so I'm I gonna ask away. so so Re Rebecca, can I ask your permission? Can I remove at least the Gungeon beanie? And just have uh, just ooh, have scary. the horns? Because uh, I I'm I He's so mad that his mic stopped. I know. <laughs> I just... That's true anger. John, you, need to promise, you can remove the beanie, but you have to promise me something. You can can't promise me you're story. not gonna destroy the beanie. John, we can't hear you. <laughs> we can't so hear you. Mad that he broke his voice. He, he takes the hat off and his powers disappear. <laughs> Unplug so and replug your mic in. Talking all along. <laughs> Unplug and replug your mic in, John. We still can't hear you, man. All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna attempt. John, attempt to do some tech support. <laughs> Put the Just beanie back. Real Have you tried putting the beanie back? Have <laughs> you tried putting the beanie back on? <laughs> John, you gotta type in chat. John! Alright, how about this? While John is trying to figure this out, and he should type to us in chat because we can't hear him. Oh, he's gonna drop and come back in. Okay, cool. I wanna well, see that beanie back on his While we're on working on this, before we get into serious topics... Um, <laughs> there we go! I fixed yeah. it! God cool. damn it! It's okay, good. Listen. So, John, you need to promise me something. You need to promise me you're not gonna destroy that beanie. I, no, I'm not going to destroy the you beanie. You were threatening I mean, to destroy it on Twitter, John, in my heart. Because, because it is indwelt by Nyarganbal, an ancient eldritch evil that controls my thoughts and my actions. Like, you know this. I do know that, and I don't N care. Nyarganbal? Nyarganbal, that's, that's, that, that's his name. He told me in a nightmare. It's possible that I like the beanie better. He Last night, the beanie actually woke me up and said, John, look out your window and see that even the dead can beg. Like it was horrifying. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. Oh I uh, like, I, I can't, I can't sleep. Like every time I start laughing, like the beanie says, what is this beast that smiles at death? Like I just, I'm I, so yeah, that's why I'm looking for a new beanie and I've got new, I've got a new one picked out. I can't wait for everybody in the, sh uh, on the, in the audience to actually see. But anyway, there's a lot of shit to talk about tonight, guys. We've been wasting time mm -hmm. talking about beanies and hats and Adam. Never wasted time. And, and it's well, it's you're right. It's never a waste of time to talk about Adam. You are it's right not, about no. that. You are right about that. Um, but tonight we're going to be talking about what happened with Bioware. We're going to be talking about uh, our hopes and dreams for uh, Fallen Order, which I am very, very excited about. Star Wars uh, Fallen Order, to be specific, for those out there who don't know I'm the subtitle. I'm referring to the Harry Potter game. <laughs> the, the uh, it's the game about Helga Hufflepuff and her her downfall into Slytherin, right? Like that's. Wait, hold on! No, 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 no! Back. He's making up everything he just said. Rev, it's okay. Up because you do not slander the name of Helga Hufflepuff. <laughs> that that's, is my, that is the founder of my house, sir. You do not do words. this. That's literally all I know about Harry Potter. Is I will destroy. That is a weird one one thing to know about <laughs> Helga Hufflepuff. I will destroy. Destroy you, John. I will make you put the beanie back on. Jesus Christ. I've never seen Rebecca this fucking worked up. <laughs> Holy shit. Lesson learned. I, I, wow. Okay. Uh, I was not <laughs> expecting this. Was I wasn't expecting this reaction. Um, 
Imran, have you, I, I, Imran, if you could give me some advice and chat about how to deal with this, I would really appreciate it. Why that. does he know? Because, what, Why he, the no, fuck Imran, is he supposed to know? Imran was the one who said in my Final Fantasy chat that, that Final Fantasy VI has more punctuation at the end of every sentence than, than you do. So, which is, which is a big deal. Don't because demand you that other men come in here and try to handle me. I no, 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 no. Rebecca, I'm just there. scared. I'm scared, Rebecca. What do you want me to say? I'm, I'm, I'm scared. John, I'm I think, terrified. I think you need to accept the L and, and move into the what topics. Fine, she has fine. Good okay, there. Look, look. I love look. you and we'll always be friends. <laughs> I know. I know. Video games, right? Video games. So, before, it was kind of a slow week. So, before we start talking about uh, Bioware, we've got a lot of, we've got a lot to cover there. I figured we would start by talking about what we've been playing over the past week. And since Adam is our esteemed guest, I want to start with him. So, I, I, so I've been diving into the wonderful world of Sekiro. That's kind of been taking up my life. Hell and yeah. Yeah, I've, I've just been just kind of trying to live in that world and take it real nice and slow and learn all the crazy secrets and stuff. But man, that is that is one brutal, brutal game. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I just, how far I are you? Um, well, I just beat, I just beat like the first main boss. So I'm still pretty early on. But, oh yeah. But yeah. It, I mean, it took me probably about an hour or so, but I felt, well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing quite like beating a boss in a From Software game. It's just, it is just heavenly. <laughs> Amidst oh, a hellscape of everything else. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got a fucking adventure coming your way. Let me so tell I you. Heard. Like, I yeah, feel I don't. Beating the bosses in Sekiro is even a little bit better than in previous from games because it is your upgrades are entirely tied to beating bosses which oh could, yeah for sure you know as opposed to just getting more souls than a usual enemy like the only way to power up is to beat bosses so it just feels that much better something yeah. i love about from software games so i've only i've only played like the first third of dark souls and i loved it it was great i really want to beat it someday but i love it when a new from software game like that comes out because i don't play it and i just watch twitter play it Oh, and yeah. it's just, it, it's everybody in the community having this same shared experience and all getting pissed off at the same time and then overcoming it. So I'm just like watching my Twitter feed and it's like, yeah, I just, I just beat the, the slug demon. And then someone's like, oh, just wait until you get to Golgrath the sinful or whatever the fuck their names that's, are. That's or, a fairly accurate seen, approximation. How did you know my college the, nickname? That's weird. <laughs> I had to have summon Sad Aunt Rebecca to beat him. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just, I love watching this. Like, I, I become familiar with the game through everybody talking about it, and I love it so much. Yeah, I what, was like what that. What has been the... your Golgoreth the sinful, Adam? <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I, 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 ha I was like that for the longest time. I never played any of the Dark Souls games, but I fell in love with Bloodborne. That was the one that kind of welcomed me into the world of those games. And I beat the game, and it was probably one of my greatest achievements because I just felt so proud, so good about it. So jumping into jumping into Sekiro after kind of understanding the formula was kind of a pretty cool experience and seeing stuff. But man, it's very different, especially, you know, Bloodborne's all about dodging and getting out of the way of everybody. And this is all about parrying and getting in front of I, people. I think so it's, it's you really fascinating. Your brain. They've, um, rem they've like, I guess it's a little bit addition by subtraction, but they've removed mechanics from each game to make it different. Yeah. In, in, De in Demon Souls, you had blocking, parrying, and dodging, and then Bloodborne removed blocking. And it was just dodging and parrying. And then Sekiro removes, do like essentially. Dodging, basically. dodging has yeah. no like invincibility. Exactly. Frames, dodging right? has yeah, no right. real, yeah, you have no iframes on dodging. Like, so it's just it basically parry the game. Yeah, it's just fun. It's like retraining your brain. And it's funny because I'm playing another game that's kind of retraining my brain is Bob, Baba's You. Baba's You. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that's a I, I, Quest Papa Rocket. is good. Papa is very good, and oh, I that that game, man, it's it makes you feel so smart, but then so stupid. So fucking stupid. It's, <laughs> it's one of those games where you like get stuck on something, and you're you're like so pissed off, and then you walk away from it, and then you come back the next day, and you solve it in two seconds. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> that literally happened to me this morning. I was stuck on this puzzle for the longest time, and I didn't realize like you know you can do the three. There's like three lines. Baba is you, and I didn't realize that you can go vertical. And make I know. Things oh my god! That. that took me the longest time, and I yep. did it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Same. I was so mad. Like that's so obvious because you've seen it vertical and horizontal up to right. the point, so you should know. Exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of like oh the witness, god. where it's just lines, but you're like, you come back to it, and you're like, "Oh, it's just that line." Yeah. Right there. It's yeah. so funny how that works. How your brain just needs like a refresh, and then it's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go." I've got I do a think to to what you said about. Um, what you said about uh Sekiro and Bloodborne and games like that the little life played of Dark Souls I think it's really fascinating um the From Software does a really good job of anticipating how the player is going to think like they they understand very clearly what lesson the player is going to learn from one thing and that they're going to keep repeating that lesson and so then they need to give you another challenge that's going to fuck up everything you just learned and make you learn something new and I think it's really fascinating that they can do that within a game but then also across multiple games like like what you guys said they they understand what everyone's already learned from Dark Souls and so they give you Bloodborne and they're like, yeah, we're going to fuck all that up. <laughs> yep. It's really one, cool. One, one thing I will say about, about Sekiro uh, before I kick it over um, is having having cleared the game. Um, you guys know me. I'm a huge Souls guy. Like I, I fucking love everything there is to love about From Software games. The replayability of Sekiro is lacking for me uh, compared to other Souls games simply because... And that's no fault. Fa- I mean, that's that's the way like the game there's, is. There's no builds. There's no there's, PvP. There's no builds. There's no different weapons. There's no um, you, you know, there's there's no different classes. You know, like I I can't do a quality build. I can't, can't run yeah, a pyromancer. Yeah, yeah, so you can't be a magic build. Like it's just exactly um, like like the you know the incentive for for playing the game again is increased difficulty uh, increased difficulty and an ending, but. You know, I'll I'll play the game again at some point, but I'm not I'm not like rushing back for a new game plus like I would be with like a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne. Like I, 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 I put over 300 hours into every one of those games. I'm kind of done with Sekiro for a while now. You know what I mean? And even, even Bloodborne was like a step down in build variety from Dark Souls and Demon Souls. So a it's little been bit, like yeah. A consistent trend to kind of like like I said, they're you know trimming fat in some ways for the good, some ways for the bad. But uh, Adam, is there anything else you wanted to mention before I kick it over to somebody else? <laughs> Yeah, no, those are, those are kind of the main two things. And, you know, I actually kind of surprising. I've, I got into the, you know, early access version of Elder Scrolls Blades, which... Jealous! Not, <laughs> and I think it's actually open to everybody now. And I was expecting... It is, but my phone's not compatible. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Ooh, so I, was ex- I was expecting to, like, play it and then instantly delete it. But it's really not terrible. Like, it was actually... I, like, found a little bit of enjoyment with it. And it's not too offensive with its microtransactions and things. And Did you ever get into Fallout Shelter? Uh, no, I, I could not yeah. get into Fallout Shelter really yeah. yet, but there's, I don't know, there's something about it, like, it does look, it looks really good, it does feel like you're playing an Elder Scrolls game, even though I'm starting to see some repetitive environments and certain things like that, but there's something kind of cool, because there's also, like, a town building aspect of it, which I always love in games. Yes! Um, that's, that's, so that's kind of fun, where you're building your town and, you know, doing quests and things, so they're, they're, I don't know, it was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised, not expecting it, but those are, those were kind of the main few things that I've been playing, besides smash a lot still with my brother and other people but those are kind that's of the main be, things just you because you're a pure-hearted man of honor <laughs> exactly exactly that's why that's why uh you know what fuck it let's kick it over to officer van dyke <laughs> so um i mean what are I'm you playing doing, officer i've been playing um and streaming uh dark souls 2 and Sekiro both um 
because I've been kind of replaying my way through the Dark Souls series, um, and then, like I said, playing Sekiro, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Sekiro is a very, very fresh and different kind of experience. I also really love, like, FromSoft, so it's it's interesting, like y'all were saying, to kind of retrain your brain for it. Um, it's been interesting going through Dark Souls 2, because I played each Dark Souls at release, and none of them with any of the DLC, so going back through them with kind of a, a more familiar and more trained eye, um, I'm actually seeing how flexible Dark Souls actually is with its difficulty in a lot of ways, like how many options there are within the game to make it easier for you if that's what you want and allow you to create your own challenge. Um, in, in a way that I don't think I saw before, which is just very interesting to kind of like see more of the designer's intention than I originally caught. Um, and then on personal time, I've been playing a lot of Super Robot Wars T. Um, I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm the big, like, super weeaboo nerd of the group, like, worse than everyone else. So Super Robot Wars is basically, like, tactical, grid-based um, RPG. It's all classic, like, mecha and sci-fi anime. So it's got, like... That's pretty this... weeaboo. Yeah, yeah, it is. is but weebo this one has, far. like, Cowboy Bebop and G Gundam and Captain Harlock and a bunch of, like, really old classics that I really I'm being love. overwhelmed by the powerful anime energy flowing <laughs> yeah. from Derek right now. But, um, but yeah, so, and that's been just a ton of fun. It's, uh, it's a big improvement over the previous entries, even though it's using a lot of the same assets in the same engine. Um, it feels a lot more streamlined. The difficulty feels maybe a little bit more, uh, metered out. Um, a lot of nice little quality of life improvements. Um, and if people out there like Fire Emblem and enjoy giant robots at all, like, check out the Super Robot Wars series. You just have to import them because it's a licensing nightmare in the U.S., so... I just noticed that this this thing I'm wearing on my head, this disgusting flea bitten thing, yeah. actually makes me look like a hobbit. I've got like hobbit hair with <laughs> yeah, a really coming does. out of my head. Like you I just, I just noticed that. about it the whole night because you being allowed to complain about it was not part of the bet. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You, you accept your fate, John. <laughs> All right, I, I guess I'll sh I guess I'll shut the fuck up then. I think you're fucking done. Wow. <laughs> Should I just so mute much. your mic again? It's okay. Woo! Oh, oh man, it's uh, it's getting. It's I might have to take this it's thing off because it's getting fucking spicy in here. <laughs> no. I've got sweat beating on my forehead right now. No, I like you so much. You're then so why do you hurt me like this, me. Rebecca? Then why do you hurt me like this? Do you really want to hurt me? No. You really want to make me cry? Do you really want to make no. me cry? No. Thank you for not making me. Well, sad. that's good because I don't cry. I'm... Why don't we kick it over? To, what, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'm going to kick it over to, Re to, to Rebecca next. Rebecca, what have you been playing? Let's I hear it. Like, I want to hear what you've been playing, Rebecca. I've I'm, all, like, I'm all horns. I want to hear it. You're all horns. I've been playing Yoshi's Crafted World. Yes. Of course. Oh, it's so good. I love this game so much. I'm so happy that it ended up being good. Um, I loved Woolly World just so much when I played through it. And I actually, I don't like the visuals of Crafted World as much as Woolly World because the thing about Woolly World is on the Wii U, it looked so soft. Like, like good feel. They're just so good at making it look soft. And his little soft feet would sink into the little soft floor. And it, it just, I just loved it so much. And Crafted World isn't quite like that. Like, it's all paper crafts and stuff. Um, but the thing is, so I beat the game. I beat the final boss uh, last week. And for some Y'all right over there, Derek? That's pointing at <laughs> my Yoshi. Oh, I, got my big, I want my big that. Fat Yoshi. That was the best part about Woolly World. Were those I would like that Yoshi. Oh, oh yeah. Those are... I, I got one of them. And I have a little poochie, too. Um, 
but yeah, so I beat it and I started kind of going through some of the, there's a few hidden secret, it's not really secret, but there's a couple of bonus levels after the final boss that are actually really hard to unlock. They require like a whole bunch of smiley flowers. So you have to go back and get all the collectibles and stuff. So I was kind of doing that. I figured, yeah, I'll just do this until I find something else I want to play, but I haven't stopped. I think <laughs> I've 100%ed the entire first zone and I'm working on the second gem section right now. And that's actually quite a bit. I don't think I've ever 100% of the game. The closest I came was Assassin's Creed 2 and I gave up because I didn't want to collect all the fucking feathers. Um, but I, I, and I don't know. I might stop at some point. I might decide I don't want to do this anymore because it keeps getting harder. And some of them are really fucked up. Like the other day, I was, like it required me to beat a boss in a minute 25, which is really hard. You can't do it just by getting the fight perfect. You have to actually like find little tricks to make the fight go faster and make him skip phases. And it's, it's difficult. And there are really difficult levels at the end, but I'm having so much fun. And I think something that I didn't love a lot in the, just playing through the game is I thought that I thought the mechanic of like, you know, having kind of the 3d in the, like, it's a 2d game. It's a, it's a side scrolling platformer, but yeah. it's like on a 3d field. So you can move back and forth and you can like throw eggs at things in the foreground and the background. And that's a really cool idea. And in the demo levels, they did a really good job of showcasing that, but in a lot of thanks, Kogasu. Thank you, Kogasu, um, very much. In a lot. Of, and thank you to everybody. I don't know if we thanked everybody, but thanks everybody who subscribed. You guys rule. Um, in, you got a signed autograph of me flexing for every, every sub. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I can't wait for that. If you don't sub, you got a signed autograph of me flexing and that's no good. A signed picture of Rebecca flexing. That, that's, that, that, that's the prime. That's, that's the premium membership right there. That's next Okay, year. whatever. Um, but yeah, so they, they don't, especially in the later levels, they don't use that mechanic very much. Like sometimes you move forward or back, but it's not, yeah. it's not done in like exciting kind of design ways. But that really shines when you start looking, trying to find all the collectibles because you have to find all the smiley flowers. You have to find, um, there's this little guy, his name is like Blockefeller or something, and he wants you to find all these souvenirs in the levels, but they're things that are hidden in the foreground or the background. And sometimes they're done in like really clever ways. And it's just really cool to go hunt these down and kind of see how much intelligence was put into the design of these levels and making these subtle things that look just like set dressings become meaningful things that you have to seek out. You have to pay attention to the design, like the, just the, the visual and the the kind of craftiness of every level. And it's it's really cool. It's really well done. And I love it so much. It's making me really happy. I've been playing for like half an hour to an hour every, every single morning before work. And I just, I'm just really happy. And you know, that's why I, lo I love, Yoshi's one of my favorite Nintendo characters I'm and I'm so loving crafted world and that's what i love those challenges because i did yeah. the one where you have to find all like the seagulls in the background of one of like, yeah! the court levels and like yeah. they're like peeking out behind cardboard boxes and they're all like in cute poses and stuff and it's the flightless ones you can't just hit the ones yeah, with wings right and when you're going through the level for the first time you like kind of notice them and you'll throw an egg at them every once or twice but when you have to go back and look for them you appreciate mm -hmm. where they put them in the level like it's yeah it is a really cool way to see things you wouldn't notice the first time around. well and you know adam reb mentioned visuals and can i just say i i'm, I'm actually like right like reb as i'm right at the final boss like i am literally before we got before we started the podcast i'm right at the final boss you did the murder cloud level yay so 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 I was really stunned when this became like a fucking horror game, like a jump scare <laughs> horror game. I was like, whoa, I was not expecting this from Yoshi. Like, Red, there's a few moments where I was like, ha, huh! like, like, it wasn't like, a, like, I wasn't like jumping out of my chair, but I was definitely fucking surprised. I had by... this great moment. I was talking to Imran about it and he asked me, did you, what, what how, how did you phrase it, Imran? Um, he was like, did you already do the zombie level? 
And there is a haunted house level with zombie shy guys earlier in the game. So I was like, yeah. And everyone's telling me how scary it is and how fucked up it is. And the horror level, whatever it was you said, it was, it was a vague thing. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, it was fine. It was super cute. It has little ghosts with beady eyes. It was hilarious. What are you talking about? What's wrong with you? And then I get to the murder clown level and oh no, it's a fucking murder clown. It's a fucking slasher <laughs> game oh all of a God. sudden. But it's so well designed. The whole thing is playing, like like the moment when the light, and I'm sorry, I'm spoiling Yoshi's Crafted World for everybody. The moment when the light flickers and then goes out above like the thing that you're trying to collect or when um, you're hitting the the box to get eggs and all of a sudden the fucking clown comes out like like it's timed perfectly. So it's right when it you're is. about halfway through getting the eggs and then he just appears and you're like, fuck, it's so, so well done. I well, there's also that, there's that message right at the beginning of the stage where it's like, don't let like, him see if you. If he sees you, run if away. If he sees you, run away. And I was like, if who sees me? Oh yeah, and then <laughs> like, you step forward and they, they do it me? so nicely and you can see in the background and there's the clown and you're like, oh for the, shit. For the, I'm not gonna lie, for, for, for a minute, it for a minute like i read that message i was like is my dad in the game somewhere like, <laughs> like where where what's go, what's going on i don't i don't like it but the, but can, can i also mention this is no one of the most no. beautiful <laughs> this is it's like also, one level guys everybody in the chat freaking out it's literally one level it's one level oh, it's one level so it's precious. really gory and bloody and yeah. really no dark, John, it, it is just one level it is it's just one true. level it's not bloody. um but uh, but also, can we just point out that this is also one of the most beautiful games available on Switch? Like, hundred percent. It is such a oh, it's such so a gorgeous nice fucking game. Um, that's actually what I've been playing too. The, the like dessert level with the all dessert the dessert levels ice are great. And like, the little like, touches, like when one of my favorites is the Poochie level in the in the dessert area, where there's like a cupcake and you walk by it and Poochie pops out of the cupcake. He's been eating it. If and you then don't later, want... there's like a row of giant cupcakes and he abandons you to go eat. If 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 you're a human being with like a beating heart and blood in your veins, and you don't want a like a poochie in your home for your own, like, I, then there's no saving you. I just I don't I don't know what to tell you. Um, serious help if not. Or the moon level where you get in the rocket ship at the end, and there's a little cutscene of you going up in the rocket ship, and you're like, oh, that was a nice end of the level, and then you're on the moon and you jump over a gap and you go. <laughs> it's just it's just a wholesome it's just a wholesome and, and our friend of the show uh anthony agnello he described the game as just like a gentle massage for your brain and it that's is. that's exactly what it is I, i've I been I, description that i've been um <coughs> excuse me i've been playing that and i've also been playing final fantasy 6 I'm, I'm streaming the whole game i'm live, live streaming the whole game um and it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun having like julian's been in there imran's been in there uh major pd a uh, new listener to the show has been in there uh, it, it's been a lot of fun streaming it with people who watch SDGC, and uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward to continuing that and just gushing about my favorite game of all time uh, to all of you. And, when was uh, the last so, time you did a full playthrough of it? I don't know, like four months ago. Wow. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> dude, I've played that game like 27 fucking oh, times yeah. throughout my so life. Good. Like, it's, I play it, I play it annually. Maybe sometimes like twice annually. Like, who knows? <laughs> I play, I play a lot of Final Fantasy VI um and uh, that's pretty much what i've been playing final fantasy 6 and uh although i am going to uh push off the rest of my stream until later next week because i've got final fantasy 7 sitting it's like sitting almost down on my switch and i'm one of those people who are like if i start something and i don't finish I, it i, I like, didn't even know you were going through seven at the same time dude I, like oh dude brandon dude it's like like knowing that i haven't finished it yet and moving on to something else is like nails on a fucking yeah. chalkboard i mean I, i'm sure like you know exactly where to go <laughs> oh yeah i do i yeah like, what, what's fantasy your hour VII. count on it on final fantasy 7 uh yeah. i want to say i'm like 
30 hours in i'm near yeah, the end. i was like, gonna say like you can beat it in easily around like 30 to 35 a, a, a couple more hours yeah uh speak brandon speaking of games why don't you kick us off why don't you tell us what you've been playing i know you've been playing but i want you to talk about it so yeah so i i beat sekiro like probably like what two weeks ago and i've been kind of looking for something else so um they announced sega announced um yakuza kawami 2 is coming to pc soon so i was like okay like that that just like sparked something in my mind that was like Oh yeah, Yakuza ex- exists, and I've never played it before. So I uh, picked up Zero on PC. I ran through the first chapter of that. It took me about two hours, so I'm still very early in the prequel game. So but, doesn't that game have like hour-long cutscenes? They are long. There's um, a couple that I think get close, but I mean, part of it is it, the thing about Yakuza is it is almost two separate games. It's a very, very like heavy crime drama story yeah and then there's insane bullshit it bounces back and forth perfectly yeah i mean it's like the the story is very serious crime drama like you know uh very cinematic and then the gameplay is straight it's like it's a beat-em-up i mean you know pretty straightforward uh it's more linear I, i maybe it opens up later but it starts very linear like all the all the street I mean, it's just the little uh, Japanese streets. Um, it never gets wider than a city street. And then they put like arbitrary roadblocks all over the place <laughs> to guide you on the story. That stops. That's that stops. So it's like okay. Pokemon. Yeah, like it, it's very it, at, at the beginning anyway. They're like you get access to that whole chunk of the city pretty openly, yeah, relatively yeah, quickly. Yeah. And then there's even like a, a whole second city, right? Yeah, Later Brandon. On, I think. Brandon, yeah. how would you compare to like say uh, the Quiet Man? Like, I mean, it is, you... like, it's, it's a beat-em-up like that. It is a cinematic beat-em-up like that, except obviously better in every way. <laughs> you know, like, like it's, it's funny. I mean, like, it, is, it is funny. Um, I mean, The Quiet Man is funny, too, just for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, like, Yakuza has a quirky style. Just, like, it, it's immediately enjoyable. Just, like, the way you <laughs> unlock your skills at the beginning is just, like, you're, you're going through and you beat up these two drunk guys. And then with the power of your fists, they magically sober up and become friends uh, instantly just by getting their asses kicked, which is amusing in and of itself. And then like- Sounds like Marine Corps boot camp. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then you walk past them and this guy pops out of nowhere. He's drunk as fuck. And then he's like, you know what? You need to invest in yourself. And suddenly you unlock a skill tree out of nowhere just because this guy told you that you need to invest in yourself. it's, It's good. That's fucking so like so like here so here's my question, Brandon. If I did not like Sleeping Dogs, would I would because I've never played a single yeah. Yakuza game. Okay, so it's way it's way more story focused than Sleeping. Even though you know Sleeping Dogs is very cinematic itself, uh, I was still like a Grand Theft Auto style open world game. So they were very much like gameplay driven in store in Sleeping Dogs. This is more. It's like I mean it's it's very Shenmue in in pacing. Of the way it bounces back and forth between cutscenes and gameplay through a city, um, obviously, and then also like Shenmue was a beat 'em up, right? Like it had like the Virtua Fighter battle system. Yeah, yeah, it did. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely very much. I there's there's absolutely a Shenmue influence in Yakuza. John, have you ever seen Old Boy? I've seen the I've seen the American remake. I've never seen the original, like like the good one. So like... first off do it but secondly like yakuza zero i went in blind i didn't know what i was getting into and i got major old boy vibes off of the tone of the storytelling and also like the in-story battles there will be a point where you're just fighting your way through an entire office building 
in the first chapter and you're like, oh, I get it. This is the hallway scene. I just never stop. Um, it's, it's a lot of that mixed with some insanity. I couldn't even compare it to Sleeping Dogs, honestly. Yeah, it's, 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 okay. it doesn't have much in, in relation to Sleeping Dogs. I, I mean, because Sleeping Dogs was a Western-developed game. I mean, this in its structure, this is a very Japanese game. Like, it, it, it feels, you know, it just has that feeling of a game. Like, it, it's not an open-world game. Like, it's not, honestly. Okay. It's, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's not even, it's not a role-playing game. It, like, it is a beat-em-up. It is a story-focused beat-em-up. I mean, let's be perfectly honest with like, you know, all the Final Fantasy games out on Switch right now and then Resident Evil Remake and then Resident Evil 4 coming out on Switch soon. Like, I'm probably not, I'm probably not going to get around to it anytime soon. Yeah, like, so <laughs> this game, I've seen it. It's 30 hours for the main story and 150 hours for the side content. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm Put good. it on the Switch. That's what they got to do. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, put it on Switch and I'll play it. Put everything it on, Switch on the Switch. I'll tell you, Yakuza Zero, like it's it's one of those games where it grabs you right away when you start playing, and it's it's super awesome. And I saw like the the power of those games, and I finally got it. But it kind of fell to one of those games where I just went, new things keep coming out. And oh, it just absolutely! Fell to the right side. I, I hope it's I a can problem. stick with it. I know because I, I would love to see that series through and see how it progresses and stuff There's like a that. Lot of but games. I have such a problem with I jump into a game and then ooh, piece of candy, something else over there. Let's go see what that. <laughs> I mean, and, and Yakuza <laughs> game is a, it's a game built around destructions. That are oh yeah, rather they want you to go into the ar- <laughs> they want you to go into the arcade. They want you to use the claw grabber machine. They want you to do the fucking you know the, the hostess club. They want you to do the karaoke, all that bullshit. Dude, the hostess club mini game is almost as good like it's, it should be its own game it's yeah, so good. i've heard that from a lot of people yeah i i want to see that so <laughs> i, I want to see how someone can put 60 hours into that <laughs> you'll find the, out the game the main story <laughs> so we do have something very serious to discuss um and uh this has been this is something that, that i saw uh, i first saw on twitter uh just the other day a lot of people had weighed in on it given their opinion on it. And I want, I actually want Rebecca to lead the conversation on this one and I'll tell you why. Uh, and I want Adam to, to kind of kick in as, as well. So it's just, a, it's a very simple question. Does Yoshi fuck? Oh, I thought oh. I, I have the schedule in front of me. I thought I knew what you were leading into. Does, like, does, I didn't prepare does, to lead this conversation. Oh, perfect curveball. Does, does no this was because um so uh, there are i live in kansas city there are exactly four (laughs) video game writers who live in kansas city uh me brock wilbur uh freelances for a bunch of places rowan kaiser who's guest post editor at games beat and now zach zwieson i think that's how you say his last name i should have asked him um but he's the kotaku weekend editor and so we had we met zach last night um and we decided to have a little games writer powwow and build our little games writing community (laughs) in kansas city but over dinner the conversation somehow turned to the question of does Yoshi fuck and Zach was absolutely convinced that Yoshi did not fuck so I insisted on taking it to Twitter and made a poll and I somehow got 400 votes on this poll I'm not really sure how that happened what did it turn out to be like what 70 what percent ended up saying that he does fuck that is um, definitive. I got like lots of replies making remarks about his tongue. So I'm not going to say any more than that because the, we have quality control on this podcast now. I mean, that's the title of the episode now. Yoshi fucks. Yoshi, Yoshi fucks. fucks. Like, yep. so, Yoshi so, fucks. 43, I'll kick, Yoshi so I'll kick this over to Adam and I'll, and, and then we'll, we're going to move on to Bioware, but I, I do want to make something perfectly clear. Adam, we, we had, um, we had, uh, uh Tom Johnson on from Gearing. He's a, he's a friend of the show. He's been on a billion fucking times. And uh, we also, and it was, no, it, no, I'm sorry, it was Tom and Alex O'Neill, actually, yeah. uh, from Irrational Passions. 
and we asked the question uh the mothman the shik hydrobot and live action uh, sonic live action, live action sonic <laughs> you gotta fuck one marry one kill one but i offer this curveball replace live action sonic with with yoshi oh my god no we're not doing this obviously you <laughs> marry yoshi doing this. oh yeah right? immediately you don't you can't kill yoshi and like like yoshi may fuck but you marry yoshi right like you gotta marry yoshi okay i just want to make sure I want to make sure. And now the chat is talking about Kirby doesn't fuck and Yoshi and Kirby. <laughs> Kirby are Kirby does not fuck. fuck. Meta Knight fucks. fucks. Kirby does not. Meta Knight fucks. Does Meta Knight fuck? Meta Knight fucks. Kirby Meta doesn't. Knight. Derek, why the heck are we the opposite on this? Why did? I what? don't like it, but it's already been answered by Starbomb. Kirby fucks. That's not. Kirby I don't make that fuck. decision. Yeah, the, 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 the whole the whole Yoshi thing is confusing because I'm like, of course he does because he has there's a million eggs everywhere, but yeah, he has eggs by eating. So <laughs> what is, how does that how does that work? So so really, Yoshi can't stop fucking. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. he. And now, uh, like Rar says Captain Falcon. Rar says Captain Falcon fucks. All right, you know what? We need yeah. to stop this. We need to stop this and move Quality on to Bioware. Control, we done, John. We need to stop for a while. There is, it's it's a, it's an illusion. It's a lie. There is no quality control on this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as everybody knows, uh, bio, there's been some stuff about Bioware in the news. Uh, Jason Schreier wrote a very revealing, very interesting article about some of the stuff happening over there in relation to Anthem. Uh, but this is just kind of more endemic as to as to what's going on in the Bioware as a whole. Because I don't, do you guys see the Dragon Age Four stuff that dropped just the other day? I saw that it dropped. I haven't read the article yet. So. So, so I we'll, saw we'll the heartbreak, and that's all I could handle. So, so we'll start with Anthem, right? Um, so, and I'm quoting uh, Jason's article here. Uh, so he said, less than a week before the Los Angeles press conference held by Bioware's parent company, Electronic Arts, word came down that securing the rights to the trademark Beyond would be too difficult. Beyond was ruled out. Uh, the leadership—they didn't have anything, any, and any, you know, any real yeah. idea of what to do. So the leadership team quickly switched to one of their backup options, Anthem. But the problem with that was uh, it didn't mean anything. Like, like, like the term anthem had no relevancy in the story whatsoever. So they had to write something in. Um, he went on to say that he talked with 19 people who either worked on the game or adjacent to it, uh, who said that the game was a story of indecision and mismanagement, and that uh, what's even worse is um, there is a culture of depression and anxiety at Bioware, which are an epidemic. Uh, many, uh, many, many individuals have had to take stress leave or were stress casualties, which means that they got so stressed out, they just left the company and that, uh, the frostbite engine, uh, made life miserable for many of Bioware's developers. And they were, uh, all departments are understaffed and struggled to serve their team's needs. Uh, also it says that the game, and this was the, 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 the craziest thing, the game didn't enter production until the final 18 months. Um, so I pose it to you guys. Well, so like. You know, you're talking about the company that that rose to prominence with games like, um, like really rose to prominence with games like, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, the Star Wars games, KOTOR, uh, you know, obviously Mass Effect, uh, you know, the Dragon Age series. And now we've got two duds in a row from Bioware uh, talking about Mass Effect Andromeda and uh, and Anthem. And Anthem being so much of a dud, it made Andromeda look much, much better. It made Andromeda look great. I'd honestly um, argue it goes back further than that because uh, Star Wars The Old Republic was famously a, a major dud through most of its active life. Um, I mean, that was one of the roughest MMO launches in, in recent history. That I, mean, was like well, I, I've, I always heard it was a huge moneymaker for them in the long run. I mean, it may have in the long run, but I mean, it, it did a massive blow to but the yeah, I do remember it being rough. Like and then yeah, Inquisition, um, Dragon Age Inquisition, 
Um, I know that it had a lot of criticism at launch, and it it, it once again it did like financially very it. well I for mean, them. Um, and, and you know, I thought it was good, but part of the article says basically that that almost happened by accident, and that they wished that it had failed. Many many employees wished that Inquisition had failed because Inquisition is one of those games where basically it only came together in the last like final like 10% stretch and the fact that that actually worked they felt emboldened the the internal culture of there's Bioware magic and it doesn't matter because we're going to fix it in the last two months anyway um, and it'll all come together and if Inquisition had failed that might have been like the wake up call to people um, so there's kind of it's been a process I'd say going back longer than Andromeda if you so watch the slide but yeah. I guess the I, I guess the real question is is and I'll throw this out of the group is what exactly is like what is happening over at Bioware right now because this is a story that we are hearing more it, it, it sounds all too familiar now uh, but Bioware seems a little bit different because they you know when Jason wrote this article um, somebody in chat uh, made a really good point uh, Major PD said I'd say that EA is more interested in finding out who talked to Jason rather than Jason himself um, and the tone of their response to this article was decidedly hostile, and they did not deny any any facet of the article that Jason wrote. They 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 were just angry that he wrote it. Um, Can we actually? I want to pause there. I was going to wait until we had gone through the discussion to bring this up, but since you brought up Bioware's response, I want to kind of focus on it. Their please. response was the the very last line of their response. Um, we don't see the value in tearing down one another or one another's work. We don't believe articles that do that are making our industry and craft better. Was a decidedly shitty pair of lines. I especially think so. I mean, granted, this this particular article was damning in many ways, but I would argue not as damning as, say, the articles about crunch and shitty sexism mm -hmm. that went up last year. But those were also articles that were exposing behind the scenes in the industry, what it's like to make a game at one of these studios. And those articles were extremely fucking important, and we need more of those. But there is a crowd of people who sees those articles and decides to be shitty human beings about them. And so Bioware, in throwing those last two lines in there, I mean, it's a little bit of a dog whistle. Like, look at these, look at these terrible journalists who are trying to tear down the games that you love. Which is kind of funny because it's both it's dog whistling. We can say it because they can't voice search us on 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 Twitch like they can on Twitter. The, the, by dog whistling the Gamergate crowd, um, but they do it by basically criticizing a journalist of not playing ball enough. Like, which I thought supposedly was what that was all about. Um, and it turns out that journalists doing the journalism thing is uh, worth these, uh, these fucking goobers harassing them over. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and I, well, think, I think one of the craziest oh. things about this whole thing is it's not like this was some random guy who did this expose and he had a source or two. Like he talked to 19 different people and he had this whole long thought out discussion about what was happening and all these different examples and things. And then they just kind of categorically say, you know what? It's it's people trying to tear us down. It's like maybe you should look inward and see what's actually going on before you say something like that. It's just it was crazy. Well, and like so. So here's my question. Like we, we have two no bullshit journalists on this podcast right now. Reb. And, and and Adam, right? 
uh, and but two very very highly talented journalists who I respect a great deal. Um, so I guess my question to both of you, we'll start with Reb, is as a journalist, seeing this kind of response that is decidedly hostile towards uh, towards uh, an expose written by a journalist, like like let's make no bones about it, EA or not EA or EA was very hostile towards Jason for writing that article. Um, you could, it was, you could uh, it was Bioware who wrote it. Uh, Bioware, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, could, you could feel it dripping off, off, of, off of that page. So when, you know, Rebecca, when you see something like that, what goes through your head? How, how, how do you, as a, as, as, a, as a no bullshit professional, react to something like that? Because this is your job. I mean, it's frustrating, right? Like there, and I, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but it does seem like, there's kind of especially with a lot of bigger companies there's kind of this weird tension between the press and the companies themselves and i don't know if it's like that in other non-gaming industries because i haven't worked in them i've only worked in gaming um but i don't want to say it's animosity because it's not because lots of press have developer and publisher friends which is fine like we all work in the same industry we all do the same things go to the same events like we should we should be ideally like gonna get like shit for saying this but we should be like working together like the idea is they should like they should be able to make good games and we should be able to say things about those games that are you know depending on what our beat is either critical or true or you know what whatever whatever our beat happens to be we should we should be able to write about those games like with as much accurate information as possible and pieces like Jason's are not written because they want to shit on a game. They're written because they want to expose the cracks and the problems in the industry and ultimately make things better for developers. Like the idea of exposing that thing, like, like yeah, the, again, that one, it was a studio. It was a really big studio that was really disorganized. I mean, yeah, the, the stuff that I thought was the worst, the worst thing about it was the people who were having the mental health breakdowns. Like that was really sucky. There wasn't, that a ton was of, really personal for me. It was really awful. And there wasn't a ton of stuff in that article about it. It just kind of mentioned it a couple of times. And so I was really curious as to how it, I wanted more information about how that was dealt with. And that was like the one kind of weak point of that article that I wanted to see more on. Um, but again, bringing those things to light is not trying to say you shouldn't like Anthem or because these things happen. It's to say, this is how the games that you love get made. But if we want to see more great games get made, we need to treat the people who make them so much better. And it just, it really sucks to see the people at the very top of that not take that seriously or like push back as if they've done something horrible by saying, treat the artists that we love better and take care of them and make sure that they're okay. Like I, it's frustrating. I, I want the people who make the games I love to be able to do that in the best possible environment in a really mentally healthy situation and be, you know, it's, it's going to be hard. Like, like work is hard. Creativity is hard. Like it's not, it's not going to be a perfect paradise of a job, but I want them to be able to do it with support and being taken care of. And it, it's frustrating when there's pushback against that. This well, isn't, and, there shouldn't be, yeah. there shouldn't be a tension between the two. Well, and you know, like it, 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 it goes back to that saying, you know, we, we have to be able to criticize the things we love, you know, or, 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 or they're just not going to get better. Things are going to improve unless we, unless we strive for change. Um, and we've said on this podcast before, like in regards to crunch, you know, like I, we owe our hobby to the people making these games. We owe, we owe everything to the developers. That's, that is who we owe. We, without, without, without devs, we wouldn't be having this podcast right now. There would be no games to talk about, so we have to treat them well. And 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 these these corporations, you know, these these big developers have to treat their people well. 
Um, and we should want to get at the bottom of this. And and we should want like when I'm wrong, and I which I frequently am. People on the you know my friends here, my family on this podcast will will tell me when I'm wrong, and and they are right to do so. I I want them to tell me when I'm wrong because I'm not going to be able to correct my behavior if they don't. If there's no course correction, then there's no betterment of myself. Um, and that's a big problem. That's a big problem because if if I'm if I'm hurting somebody, if I'm saying something that is insensitive and nobody tells me what's going on, then I'm not going to change. You know, even if it's not even if my intentions are good, the end result is not. And 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 I can't I can't affect a change if I don't know what's happening. Adam, um you know, you know, working for a big outlet like IGN, like when you read some, with like, like when all of you, like as a collective, and I don't want you to speak for the group, but just kind of, if you can, give us a general sense of just reading something like their reaction to this article, does it have kind of like a chilling effect on, on the, on kind of the, on kind of the group as a whole is like, oh shit, like, you know, what if we had written that? Like, I mean, are we going to be, do we need to be worried about being blacklisted now? Um, like, 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 how do you, like, what is the mood? amongst a group of professionals like yourselves when you when, when you see a big developer react like this to an expose yeah i mean you, you it, I, it is very surprising the way they kind of react because you know i'm thinking of something it's not like we're out here trying to be tmz and trying to get like our national Enquirer and trying to get some crazy scoop or crazy story like we do have you know i think we do have especially as journalists we do have it you know a mission upon ourselves to make this industry better because it's very true that you know and I, you know i always go back to the you know the game awards with greg miller when he tried to shout out all the game developers and stuff ah, that was so when good it, when yeah it, when it comes down to it and you know right or wrong usually it's the game journalists and the influencers and the people who are the the names they're the, the faces of the industry in a lot of cases and a lot of companies you know are starting to have those faces but in a lot of in a lot of times it's these people that are out there making videos talking about the games and the reason that we've had so many of these problems like at riot at at uh, rockstar at all the stuff is because first of all game development is a very secretive industry and you don't really know about what's going on because you have to be secret until you're ready to talk about something i was going to say like like part of that is because of necessity right like, exactly yeah. exactly so there's a lot of it that needs to be kept secret but when you're a journalist and you're able to talk to these people and really kind of get a story and do stuff that's how you spark change like you mentioned before it's, it doesn't do anybody any good just to say everything is perfect in the world because it's a fact that it isn't. And if you kind of stand by and just assume that it is perfect, nothing is going to get changed. And that's why you've seen in the past couple of years, there have been so many people coming out to speak about some of the atrocities and bad stuff that's been going on in not just our industry, but you know the world as a whole, because we're such a more connected world now. And there's a lot of ways that you can spark change by just speaking, by putting words out there. And I think that we do owe it to these developers, especially the the voices, the, the smaller voices, the people that are working on the games and don't really have the big say and are making the millions of dollars to make sure that they have the space and the, the ways to make their dreams come true while not being, you know, marginalized or, you know, taken advantage of. And it's it's sad to see a company like Bioware just, you know, come out and say something like that to the public because it just kind of makes it feel that they... When, when something happens, you should at least look internal and make sure there's nothing going wrong instead of just saying a blanket statement like, hey, what this person is doing is wrong. You should really take a look inside and say, hmm, maybe there is something going on, especially if he's talked to this many people. Let's see what's happening and before we really just say something that's going on. So I think there needs to be a lot more onus on those companies to realize what we're trying to do. And we should be one industry. I mean, I know there's a lot of big differences between us, but 
we should work together. Like you said, it's a it's a lot smaller of an industry than I think some people realize. Yeah. We go to all the same events together. We talk to each other. I mean, we go to preview events and we see the same people over and over again and stuff travels and we should be treating us as one family because that's really what we are. And we want to make sure that the lives are good for these people making the games. And that, like I said, they have conditions that aren't sending them to mental hospitals or <laughs> having them have nervous breakdowns. Cause it's just, it's so sad to hear these stories. It's crazy. You know, as, as somebody who is uh, deeply involved with uh, take this, um, you know, hearing about the mental illness stuff, you know, and the, and the anxiety and the depression really, really kind of struck home for me. Um, and uh, when I read the statement, um, Brandon, I'll kick it over to you, man, because I'd like to know what you think about this. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll I want to throw something at Derek as well about this. Uh, when I first read, like Brandon, like so, like did you read the statement, Brandon, from from Bioware in in regards yeah. to? Okay. Yeah, I sure did. Okay, so so their response was so defensive that it instantly like it had the opposite effect for me, Brandon. Like it instantly validated everything that I read in that article. Yeah, it, you know, it, like, it, it seemed overly defensive, Over, like, and it, they put up, I mean, the damning thing uh, is that they put up the statement before Schreier's article even got published. So it was no, like, a I didn't know that, Brandon. Yeah. I'm it's pretty like sure right yeah, it, was it was like right when it published. Yeah, yeah it was like basically so or it was exactly when it went <laughs> yeah, up, which uh -huh. means they had it typed up ahead of time. It wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a response to them reading the article. It was a response so Jason did say that he sent over notes of like what, you know, like an outline of what the article was going to entail. And they reacted to the outline in a negative, you know, manner. And they, they typed up their response based on that. Like assumptions. They were assuming what he was going to say. And it just, it just came off really. Well, really you know poorly, what? Very defensive, unnecessarily defensive. Like they, they didn't need to come out like that. There was, a, you know, a, a good opportunity to admit mistakes and take responsibility well here's the fucking wild thing about that is that when you go ahead like when you know that a journalist like probably the industry's most well-known investigative journalist is writing an expose on you and you just assume that it's bad shit is probably fucked up at your at your company like shit is probably really really fucked up and uh derek i want to kick this to you man because i like i you're like me i know that the mental health aspect of this is really important to you right yeah um and with P so like now that this is out there in the open, like where does Bioware go from here? Like, like, do you think that we're going to see a sea change at the company? Do you think that they, do, you, do you think that they're going to take a hard, long look at themselves and say, even if even if their reasons are like not altruistic, you're like, hey, we've got to we've got to improve our image. Um, like, what what do you think the way forward for Bioware is here? So, and I here's the problem is I can say what I believe the path forward is. Um, I have zero actual belief that it will happen, um, and especially not as long as Bioware is under EA, because EA has a very, very proven and long, <laughs> pretty bad track record. I mean, the whole games industry does, but, like, EA is one of the worst ones. Um, so part of my, my, my standard stump speech every time uh, we get into any kind of, of, like, workers' rights issues or talk about, like, unionization is one of the biggest problems that face and it hurts both the companies that make the games so your developers and your publishers and also the people who want to enjoy the games on the the end when they're finished um is that as long as we treat workers the way that we treat them in this industry then they leave um the average worker stays in for it's like three point something 
projects and then they leave game development entirely. It's fucking work amazing games get made at all. Software development. Yeah. And it's and so basically what happens is we've created in the industry a revolving door of young, fresh like programmers and designers who get involved in game development out of passion and have the passion just ground out of them um, until they're leaving for three months at a time on mental health leave and then just never coming back with no word to the company because they've been so broken. I mean, that is the end of the line. That's the racehorse being turned into Elmer's glue. But people at the top can get away with it because there's an endless stream of entry-level people who just really, really want to make video games for a living. Activision doesn't suffer when they both post record profits and lay off 800 people. Like, it's it's never it's never the CEO of the company. It's never the board of directors that suffers. It's always the the poor idealistic young person who comes in looking to work on games and gets all of their hope and all of their passion turned into abuse effectively Um, and and that's that's bad for them for very obvious reasons it's bad for the companies it's very short-sighted for the companies because if they actually kept people around longer then you'd have more people with like real project lead experience you'd have more people around um who are maybe better able to see things coming um in advance in terms of of problems with design uh i mean if you read that full article about anthem you see from the beginning that a lack of structure really hurt this game and the fact that they constantly want i mean when you change your name and then have to change the game to fit the random name you pulled up so fucked that is so against if if you actually learn about game design one of the most important early lessons is creating your design document and sticking to it. It's knowing what you want to make before you start making it. And that's every creative field, right? Pre-production comes before production. Um, And we saw with Anthem, a game that spent years in pre-production because they never nailed it down, waffling back and forth. Good, talented teams with experience are better able to avoid those pitfalls. They have more experienced leads who can see those things coming before they happen. A more experienced and not ground to paste team at Bioware would not have released Anthem the way it was. You would have seen a better product that made Bioware and EA more money and pleased gamers more had they not been part of the revolving door of of designers basically well and and so let's let's bounce off of that and i'll i'll throw uh, the final point on this to adam uh before we move on to uh fallen order um you know derek brought up a very good point about the revolving door and the length of time that people spend in this industry um and it's one thing that i it's something that i am not hopeful is ever going to change because we all know no matter how bad the stories are there's always going to be that group of young hungry hungry developers who thinks to themselves oh that's not going to be me i'm going to go work for ea it's going to be great i'm going to work for naughty dog it's going to be great um i'm going to go work for rockstar it's going to be great and i'm going to make video games you know the glamorous life of a of a video game developer right i think part of the problem adam and part of the reason this isn't going to change is and and I, this does not apply to anybody here on this podcast this doesn't apply to any of our great friends and family in chat but a large swath of the gaming community hears this and they just don't fucking care. They want their games. Yeah. They just, they, 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 they want, I mean, I mean, just, you know, and, and if anybody thinks I'm wrong, just look at the reactions in the comment sections of every article about Rockstar Crunch. 
you know what? You you know what? Hey, you got to fucking sacrifice shit if you want to get shit done. You know, like that's that's capitalism. You know, that's that's the industry. That's any industry. You got to fucking work your ass off. That's capitalism. It fucking, sure is. That's the yeah. Problem. It sure I work sixty-hour weeks at my job and, every single week. You don't see me complaining. No yeah. shithead. That's bad. Yeah, Take I'm not. I'm not off. bitching. I'm not bitching and complaining. And I've got a family with twelve kids, and Maybe I that's got barely making sad, money. Toxic asshole with seventy followers attacking randos on Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so things can be better. It's insane. <laughs> How so why would we ever want anything told me to be that it's wrong to care. They can. They can be better, but but they, I, I agree with you guys, they can. And the you know the, the capacity is there, but it requires empathy. And so my yeah. my my question for Adam is from the from the from the gamer side of things, do you think anything is going to change? I mean, I I strongly believe that there's that sect of people that are never going to change. What we like to call the vocal minority and the people who are the ones that are speaking out and doing stuff the and loudest, making things yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, they unfortunately are the loudest because they have something to prove that they're, you know, pieces of garbage. But that's another story entirely. But I, I do believe that more stories like this and getting it more out into the mainstream and doing stuff. And, you know, it's unfortunate because I don't want to get it ever to get to this point. But if something truly serious does happen and it makes national news and people start hearing it and knowing about it it's i don't know i feel like it's gonna get more into the you know like everyday language because gaming is getting bigger and bigger every single year i mean yep. esports are huge it's it's the industry is making more money than movies and music combined and it's it's not this industry is not going anywhere and stories like this need to be told and the more they're told the more people are gonna have to react because they can't change their mind because it's interesting because that's another problem, I think, with the gaming industry is, yeah, you, we have all these issues with Anthem and all this stuff, but then it goes on to be the best-selling game of the month when it's released. So there's yeah, there's like two there's two stories being told. Like there's problems going on, but then EA and all these investors see they're making a ton of money. So there's that constant battle that I think will always be there because that's unfortunately inherent in business. But that's why I think stories like this and people speaking up is so important because even if it's you know, a few hundred people at a time or a few thousand people at a time, and it keeps growing and growing, that will make a difference over time. And I think that's what needs to happen. And people need to keep standing up and keep speaking because that's how, once again, that's how you make change. And you're not going to convince everybody. Unfortunately, there's always going to be those trolls, always going to be those people. But the more you talk and the more you're not afraid to really look at the issues, I think, you know, even small changes here and there can really lead to big things overall for our industry. I would love to. I, I'd lo what? Hey, Brad, what is it? Union eye. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. What did she say? What did she you say? Unionize. Oh, yes. unionize. Yes, absolutely. Unionize. That is that is one thing that this industry sorely fucking needs, and yeah, and, sure. and it and it it also needs us. It needs people like people like us who who won't. The industry uh, needs us. The industry needs us. No, Reb, they do. They need people like Adam. They need people like you in the industry. Like who, the industry who needs heroes like Mr. <laughs> Megadev. No, not like me. What I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm Beanie, saying I, know, I know. What I'm saying is the industry needs good-hearted people, empathetic people like Adam, like Reb, like Greg Miller, like like people like who will video not look, game cop like, up there. Like 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 Imran <laughs> who will not who will who will not let these issues die, who will not who will not drop this like, you know, like THQ Nordic, you know, hey, shout out to Mark fuckers, you know, like have you fired anybody yet? I mean, you, you know, like it's like people, 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 people can't be quiet about these things. Um, and the more we speak up about it, you know, the bigger chance there is of of a real change being affected. It, it may come slowly. It may come piece by piece. But if it comes, then everybody here has done their job. 
Yeah. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, we do owe everything. Uh, this, you know, our, you know, if you're a journalist, you owe your job. If we, if you're on a podcast like we are, we owe our hobby. Like we all, we owe everything to the people who are making the games we love. Just like Re- Rebecca hit the nail on the head. We owe everything to the people who are making the games we love, and we have, in my opinion, a responsibility to them. Um, but uh, and also fuck THQ Nordic, by the way. I just want to say it again. <laughs> Um, so we will move on. To, oh my God. We will. What's that? <laughs> what's an eight chan? I've never heard of that. Before. I, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, so I don't cool. know. I, we were approached by a guy named Mark and he, you know, <laughs> he hooked us up and I don't know, man. It's, you know, whatever, dude. Fuck it. What the problem know. was is that officer Van Dyke wasn't on the fucking, he wasn't patrolling. <laughs> that's that's the video game Twitter cop. That day. Okay, <laughs> holy, shit. Last time. holy shit, dude. He's video game cop. Rebecca. <laughs> video game cop. Like, 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 yo, video game cop, give us a, give, give us a line. Like, what's your catchphrase? What's video game cops catchphrase? Real cops don't have catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. That's actually really good. That's just, <laughs> I love it when he does his, his voice. I, I love know, it when Derek yeah. talks. Everybody loves when Derek talks. He has a voice. Derek opens his mouth and words come out. I got to admit, it took a lot of work when I moved my mic to an arm up over there to make sure that it had the same acoustic effect as it did up close. Because I needed to preserve that experience for you all. Well, holy shit. Uh, Imran says that THQ Nordic blocked him on Skype. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Love it. Imran 1, THQ Nordic 2. So let's move on to uh, let's. I don't. I, I. I don't. I don't know what Imran's first. Let's move was on to the fun thing. Let's move on to the good shit. Let's move on to a little game called uh, uh, Jedi Knight Fallen Order. Motherfucking Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> and Imran had actually. I don't. I don't know if you actually. And by the way, don't worry. Where gamers is going to be on a shirt with my. Don't worry. It's coming. Um, that's a whole. Other it's going to be. It's, I'm sure it's going to be on the fucking E3 shirts this year. Like, have you ever seen the freaking T-shirts they sell at E3 every year? They say just like the dumbest oh, things man. on. Oh them. no 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 no, Reb. That's a that's a reference to what I to what I drunkenly said to one of our Uber drivers. I know. Oh, I yeah. know what. I know okay. what a reference. I know what okay, it's a reference sure. to. I'm just saying it sounds like some sort of bullshit that's going to be on one of the it t-shirts. It really does. Yeah. Again, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gamers. I was there for the entire story of your drunken exploits. By our good friend. Our good friend Finn. You were there. That was a really good dramatic reading, by the way. It was fantastic. Um, So, Fallen Order is going to be revealed uh, in full on April thirteenth, which is on Saturday. We got a we got a poster today, which looks fucking dope. Everybody, that post that poster is looking good. There was some. So, here's my question. There were some apparently some details that leaked that may or may not be true. Uh, so, so there's nothing like story wise here. That's really, really all that incriminating. So if you don't want to hear like a few possible gameplay, uh, you know, points, then block your ears, you know, like mute us, but I don't think it's going to be anything that anybody needs to worry about. Uh, but, uh, Adam's got his ears blocked, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll get into, we'll, we'll get into all that in a minute. What I will say is that if there is a developer that I trust to take up the mantle of a Star Wars game, it's f- absolutely 110 fucking percent respawn. Yeah, I'd say it better myself. I can't fucking imagine another developer I would want to see take this up more. I mean, holy shit. I mean, Titanfall 2 is one of the best single-player campaigns this so generation. Titanfall's so good. They came out with Apex Legends, taking over the world. I mean, they just, yeah, they're... Yeah, I just, I just ran through so Titanfall good. like a month ago. It was so good, so time, clever, so many interesting things. It's, it's the man, I loved it. 
And uh, and so like I'm really hoping for a repeat. I'm I'm really hoping we don't get a repeat of uh, the Force Unleashed two. Like I thought the Force Unleashed had some great parts to it. Like oh for sure. Uh, like my like I remember like uh, my buddy Joel was playing it. Uh, you know years and years ago, and he calls me up and I was like, dude, because he had it before I did. I was like, dude, what do you think? And he goes, I just threw a he says I just threw a Wookie through a fucking tree, and I've been waiting my entire life to say that. And and so like like that game had its good points, but. But um, what I'm hearing about the combat in this game is that they're they're trying to, and again, this is this may or may not be true, depending on whether or not this this little leak is to be believed. But they're going for a parry system similar to Sekiro, and if that's the fucking case, if we're getting a parry system similar to Sekiro with fucking lightsabers, I am all fucking in, all the way. Holy shit! Rumors again. I, 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 Rebecca, I like you will let me have this. You will let me have this, Rebecca. They're going to announce at the next Nintendo Direct. Game, <coughs> they're, they're gonna, it's going to be next week. It's yeah, actually going to. Yeah, I hope they can make lightsabers feel like lightsabers. Like if yeah. like you don't, it, they don't bounce off people. They fucking cut their arms off and shit. I don't I know like second game. Like it's not going to yeah. be that. Just not... make lightsabers feel powerful. Yeah. I apologize, John. I I don't I, know I, jack shit about the rumors. I'm just. You kidding. can you can love what you want to like. I will love what I want to love, but I also know you're kidding. Because um, I, would, I would love the, the pairing system, but it's interesting because, you know, lightsaber battles, I think the reason they're so hard to kind of to kind of recreate is because as much as they are about battles and sword fighting, they're also about like dancing and elegant, Dance. oh, elegant yeah. things. So there has to be those crazy flips and the behind the back blocks and the certain flares that kind of happen to really make you feel a part of the movie, because that's what kind of makes those yeah. scenes like, you know, Duel of Fates and everything is so great because of all those crazy moments that you remember. And it's, it's hard when you're just kind of holding block or they just have these random flurries and stuff. So yeah, it, it's, uh, that, does it lend itself why. well to like Assassin's Creed style flailing yeah, exactly, around with exactly. a sword, like, like, like yeah, going there's... through models and. Yeah, but there's a uh, man, there's, there's so much potential there. And I, I don't know. I, I think I just trust, like you said, I trust Respawn so much to really figure this thing out and make it happen. And man, I'm, I'm so excited, but I also think it's so funny how I'm not really mad about this, but I feel like every Star Wars game and thing has to have a destroyed Star Destroyer somewhere in it. It's, it's so funny. Yeah, like, no, they do. They do. And, and also, by the way, I just want to point out, I see all you fuckers in chat talking about Metroid Prime Trilogy's coming and the Nintendo Direct that happened this week. I see you. I see you. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. I see you all. I see you all. It's fine. I'm not even fucking concerned about it. I just want. I, I just want. I want every every one of you to know that none of you can hurt me. None of you can affect my mood. I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you affect who I am as a person. Like it's fine. I know what I know, and I believe what I believe, and that's fucking fine. Anybody who doesn't like it can leave our chat. It's Ren, okay. Your it's laugh ju- is the just most fine. beautiful thing to ever grace this this fucking. Rebecca's show. laugh is the only thing that's keeping me from flying off the edge right now. To be perfectly honest with you, Rebecca is saving everybody with her with her delightful laughter. I also love when she laughs how she just becomes toothless with her head. It's, it's also it's quite the, wonderful. It's the only thing that's keeping that's keeping the volcano of bubbling rage inside of me from, from spilling out between this this these two ridiculous horns on each side of my head. No, I'm not salty, actually, Dio. I'm not salty at all. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. Derek, I'd like to ask you, just just putting aside all these these hooligans in chat right now, I'd like to ask you what you are hoping for from a Respawn Star Wars game. Um, it's weird because what I think, I mean, Respawn like has traditionally been an FPS team. I mean, even before their Respawn, like when you go take Vincent Zampella back to Infinity Ward, like it's FPSs. So. I have no frame of reference for what they they could do in that regard. Um, I think they have an excellent sense of 
Like, thank you, hold on, real, Derek, real quick. Thank you, Rar, for thank you for subbing, Rar. Yeah. We appreciate that. Isn't this um, more of like a team of new hires? Because like obviously all the old Call of Duty guys are doing Apex. Yeah, time. yeah. But like, so, but like, I got no frame of reference for how like their leadership could shape a game like that. Yeah. Um, but they clearly have a, a a strong understanding and a strong focus on like fluidity of motion, um, and like their combat has always felt like their their actual gunplay has always like sound design and impact wise felt really good. So I have a lot of faith that you know, they will focus on the right things to give me a good like I'm assuming third person like character action to some degree i don't mean character action is in platinum or double may cry style but like well, i mean it's yeah it's steg Osmussen. yeah it's so it's gonna probably gonna be a little gotta worry yeah i'm but like i could be about that um i just i just want it to be good i just want it to be a good like decent story decent amount of time like single player experience that is 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 good i we're not there's not a lot of good star wars going on like in the gaming world Tell me there about hasn't it, for a long time very, so very I long just, time. like 15 I, years a long time yeah well, that's I, the thing that that's the thing right derek is, is that like and like star wars should be a fucking sure thing ip right like there's would, no fucking way it used to be used to have shit like dark forces and rogue squadron yep, and, I, yeah i grew up you know, days of, yeah, oh, Man, yeah. Yeah. Pod racer was actually battles. good let's go yeah. and i don't it's care it's not you know, fucking hard right like there's yeah, a really cool universe hard, there's a yeah. shit ton of lore there's, there's also so a there whole, a whole enough space in the lore where you can make your own shit and have it still work with the rest of the Star Wars universe and not fuck it up. There's a Back whole bunch day, of really cool Shad characters Shad to Empire. choose from. Shadows of the Empire. Hell yeah. There's and you like know what? history, Even there's space fucking... it, this, It's not fucking hard, people. It's really not. You get, I, don't, it, mm, I don't... I don't know. It's very fertile material for good games. So the fact that it keeps getting wasted on... We got... And in, in, out of this Star Wars deal so far, we've gotten Battlefront. Battlefront and 2. we got in Battlefront 2, and uh, both of them were trash. Don't so. forget about the mobile games, man. Game oh, of the year. oh, don't forget about the mobile games. <laughs> I normally knows. am not a. I normally am not about mobile game erasure, but um, I'm going we to in this right. case. So I am glad. <laughs> I am glad. Masters of Kasai. No, Masters no. of Terrace Kasai. <laughs> Hell yeah! I never even played it. There is nothing so more bad. realistic to me than Han Solo beat up Darth Vader in a fist fight. <laughs> You want to pick a random Tuscan Raider and just spam the that's back the Star and strong Wars punch attack? That's, that's the alternate. That's the alternate history uh, movie trilogy I want is a Tuscan Raider beating the shit out of Darth Vader with a with a gaffy stick. That's that's that that that's what I sub to. So so like so like, and this is for the group. What are we hoping to see out of this? Like 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 I I, I would love to see a media campaign that's about fifteen to sixteen hours long. Um, I, I, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be open world, but I would like it's Star Wars, so I would like to visit multiple planets and get to explore. I want, I want some exploration, you variety. I want yeah, exactly. I want to poke around. I would love, I would love, love, love some kind of a detective element in this game. Poke around a cantina, try to figure shit out. Uh, you know, you know, like, like there are so many, like, you know, because you're, a, you know, you're, you're a Jedi trying to hide the fact that you're a fucking Jedi. So throw me some sub, like there are, like Rebecca said it best, right? Like there are, um, <coughs> excuse me, there are, and there are, it, it's a huge, I mean, it's an entire universe of lore. You don't have to fucking touch, you know, uh, any of the characters you're familiar with. You, you know, make up your own stories as you go. Like give us something that the Star Wars universe hasn't seen yet. Um, and uh, 
Adam, what about you, man? Like, like, what are you really hoping you see out of this? Well, what I'm hoping, I, I kind of, I, I, when new things are announced, especially things that I truly love, like Star Wars, I love kind of just going into a, a little hole of a prediction. Like, I kind of want to live what I would like to see in these games, and I, especially after the image of the lightsaber, the broken lightsaber in that thing, I try to, oh. you know, build a backstory what I would want from that, and I just envision this world where it, it starts on. Uh, if, if you guys remember, I think it's Cato Nemodia or something. Something and like that, yeah. And you're going, you're going on this mission with Plo Koon. And you're going to fight the Separatist army. You're doing all this stuff. You're a Jedi Knight. Everything going. And then you're, that's the whole training, like the tutorial. You're learning how to be a Jedi, how the combat works, works, all this stuff. You get a victory. Things are amazing. Like, you feel so great about the victory. You look up. Plo Koon's flying above. And then all of a sudden, Execute Order 66 happens. And he gets blown out of the sky. And all of your allies turn on you and you're trying to save people or do stuff. And then your lightsaber gets hit on the bottom. And so it's broken and it doesn't even work anymore. And then it kind of pans out of you hiding or getting away of, you know, Order 66 happening. And then, a time jump, and then a time jump happens and you kind of come back and you're, you know, on a seedy street somewhere. You're trying to stay hidden, but you still keep this lightsaber as like a symbol of what happened and never forgetting kind of your path and like the revenge you need to get to kind of avenge the fallen as it were if i were to steal like an avengers thing but you kind of really get that 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 feeling of loss when execute when order 66 happens and then you kind of move forward and you're this you know represent representative of this fallen order and trying to you know do what you can to save the jedi or what's left of the good in the universe can we just have adam's game like, <laughs> yeah i mean i don't really care what they're good. doing can we just have whatever can we just have that that's fine that seems oh good. Yeah. Yes. I, I just we, something but, like that. Better in Battlefront. If they could, if they could just find a way, it's not hard to get it <laughs> yeah. on Switch. Oh my god. We could just only... get this. We could just get this game on Switch. Oh, that, that meme died last year. The 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 console that you can take anywhere you go. Like if if we could just, I mean, fuck it. While we're at it, like give us Final Fantasy VI on Switch as well. Like I've, you know, please. I'm just saying. I've been begging for it for a long time. <laughs> That's so please, please, please. Um. Rebecca, I am not aware of your Star Wars fandom. Like, like, are you a big Star Wars fan? Like, do you care about this? Oh no! Just do it. Just, this just so pull bad. the Rebecca. Pull You're the band. You, you've ne you've never seen no. a single movie. Have that's you? not true. We okay, have seventeen viewers. Oh, but she was she was fast on that. She Rebecca was like, "That's not true. That's not <laughs> that's true." That's not true. I've seen all. I've seen. I've seen the movies. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Don't. By the way, that's real good. quick, Re Re Rebecca, just I want to point out. I have got the I've got the I've got the Discord window right next to the like overlaying the Twitch window and there's a delay and I thought and I saw Adam's head do this and I thought somebody was like behind Adam poking their head around him and I was about to war I'm like Adam look behind you but it was just Adam's head delayed he can't by hear like you. Five he has seconds. his earpods in Rebecca please continue drop the bomb Rebecca let's hear it I don't care about Star Wars that's valid. I'm That's sorry. fine. I know. <laughs> I, I didn't see any of the Star Wars movies until I was in college, and I watched them all, like all the six main ones. And I had spent my whole life being told how amazing Star Wars it is, and everyone was hyping it up. Everyone was like so just aghast that I had never seen it. And I finally watched it in college, and it was fine. Like, you know, when people hype up something for your entire life and you don't have that experience of seeing it originally, like in, in the same way that they did, you're just like, eh, it's fine. It's good. I liked the new movies. Uh, the la Like uh, I liked Rogue One. I liked the last uh, two, whatever, however many we're on now. I don't know. I've liked all the ones I've seen. Ray's cool. 
Um, like, like I enjoy them, but I, the thing is, so this game that they're making, um, the Star Wars game, I, I'm not going to play it. And it's, it's not cause I'm not, I might enjoy it. I might not, but it's just, it's not for me. It's for people. It doesn't who, have to be. Yeah. It, no, like... it's not. It's for people who love Star Wars. There are things I could say where it could be like, oh, I wish they would make a Star Wars game to help me get into Star Wars. But the thing is, people who are making Star Wars shit, they don't need to make anything to get people into Star Wars. People are into Star Wars. There are so many people who are into Star Wars. Yeah, there's a Star Wars shit is never going to be for me. And that's yeah. like fine. What I want so badly for all of the people that I love who love Star Wars, I want a fucking competent game. I don't care how they do it. I don't care what they do. I don't care what the genre is. I would like it if no workers were exploited in the making of it. And <laughs> I would like it to be a competent video game with no shitty microtransaction monetization schemes. And just, I want it to be fun and entertaining and good. I just, I just want people to like it. I want like a Metacritic score somewhere in the 80s. And I want people to generally enjoy it. That's what I want. I don't care about anything else. I'm never going to play it. I hope you get what you want, guys. I really I, do. I just want to point out that Morgan Heislip in chat says Rebecca loves sand and hates younglings. <laughs> Shut up, Morgan. <laughs> oh Bra Bra Brandon, so like, like, and by the way, I just want to point out it is okay, everybody. It is okay to not like Star Wars. It I is, it know is, it's okay. I know I'm in a safe space for that, but I just spent, you know, I spent 20, what, 20, 20, 21 years being told you haven't seen Star Wars. Star Wars? What's what's wrong with you? That's exactly it. And so I finally watched it, and I'm, they were like, "What'd you think? Wasn't it amazing? Fine, it's whatever." I hated, I hated the one of the the prequels, yeah. one, two, and three. However, people refer to them, it was like Twilight in space. I was like, "Fuck this shit." The Last Jedi is amazing. Bad Come at me, incels. <laughs> I I think I think Ray is like really super cool, but Ray like, is Ray, fine. Ray is they're really fine. Cool. Yeah, and you know they're what's fine. interesting? What's fine. In, I think what's interesting about Star Wars too is. The movie, like the movies, are great. Like I do love the movies and I love everything. But what I also love about Star Wars, like some of the best Star Wars stories happen in the TV shows, or happen in books, or comics, yeah. and the lore surrounding it. Like the prequels, people hate a lot of the stuff from the prequels, but the stories they told in the Clone Wars television are some of the best Star Wars stories oh, I yeah. think ever. Star Wars um, Rebels is still some of the finest oh, Star Wars there is. Like yeah. I mean like you know you meet anakin's padawan ahsoka who i think is one of the best characters in star wars and she coming back to confront anakin as one of the greatest star, one of the greatest star wars moments was the rematch between obi-wan oh, and hey. uh and and darth maul like exactly. and it's and that happened in the know, tv show <laughs> yeah okay it happened in, in okay i have exactly two star wars opinions here are my <laughs> oh, two boy. star wars opinions uh leia and holdo are fucking amazing and i love them both of those characters, I love them so much. Holdo has really good hair. I'm sad that she died. Um, and my other Star Wars opinion is the Star Wars Christmas special is the worst thing oh I've ever God. seen. The Star Wars Christmas life. special is fucking amazing. <laughs> I watched Wait, the whole you, thing. You don't if, care about Star Wars and you've seen that? I have. I heard. I heard a lot of like everybody was talking about how horrible it was, and I was like, fine. I think it was on some. Uh, it was on Netflix or something. Okay. I had access to it somehow, and so I'm like, I, I told my. I was, married at the time and so i was like yeah let's let's watch this and so i made him watch it with me and if if b arthur cannot save your show if b fucking arthur can't save it then no you're I'm done. just gonna it's the worst thing i've seen in my life you want some Derek. truly bad star wars then you need to see the ewok movies oh the ewok movies the are fucking ewok amazing movies are I, you, 
You will not disparage anything with Wilfred Brimley. I'm sorry. As a child, it's, I knew they were bad. No, like, I'm sorry, but but no, that, that those were the stories that Star Wars fans needed to hear. Okay, like I'm I'm sorry. And by the way, can I just point out, Lumpy is low key the best Star Wars character. I'm sorry, but he is. It, that's that's just the way it is. Lumpy Lumpy is the fucking hero that Star Wars deserves. That right there. But by the way, I just want to I point out. It. When when Rebecca looked up, like we've got like a square situation like, here. What the it looked like she was looking up at Derek, like what the fuck, Derek. Well, she was looking <laughs> like, up at like, you. Was no, my actual... lights flickered actually, and I was worried the power was about to go out. That was all that happened. But all you can interpret Wars... that however you like. It it it's caused by the stampede of Star Wars fans uh, rushing towards your house to berate you for not <laughs> for not caring about Star Wars now. Like that's that's what it is. It's the stampede. It's coming. I've Brandon, always you... not cared about Star Wars. <laughs> never. Twenty eight years on this earth, I've never cared about Star Wars. Brandon, what do you think we're going to see on Saturday, man? How much, like, like, do you think we're going to get like a, a solid 20 minute presentation or do you think this is going to be like a quick sizzle reel and it's done? I think it's going to be a sizzle reel, unfortunately. You think I, so? I think, I think the big reveal is E3 time. <clears throat> I guess that makes so, sense. Like, yeah, this is the, I like, I, you know, we'll, we'll get a, a couple minute trailer. Like it won't be a te- like a 10 second teaser trailer. It'll be do like, do you think it'll be gameplay minute. or do you think it'll be like cutscenes? No, I think it'll be cutscenes. Gameplay at E3. So Sheriff here's, here's, so here's, right. here's my, my question about Sheriff E3 Brandon. thing is EA's already announced that they're not really having a press conference. So I'm curious when they're really going to show yeah, that, 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 Yeah. So like, they, like, I mean, they could have their maybe a, a Fallen Order section or something or maybe on one of the big platforms and stuff. But it's yeah. just, it's interesting to see. Like, yeah, EA is not really having their traditional press conference during E3, so. They're still doing really game announcements, though. I bet you anything yeah. they're going to be like, ahead because they're they're doing a bunch of streams and things right. like that. Or, you know, it, so I'm sure, I bet you anything they say, tune yeah, in at X time for a Star Wars what if, whatever. Yeah. What if it's on Xbox? What if it's on Xbox's stage? Or they could do something like that. Be I could definitely, second, I could definitely see them doing that. You know, and that would be a—I mean—that would be a great little marketing coup for. Yeah, for I mean, it's not going to be well. on Ubisoft yeah. or anything like that. It's yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, um, or Nintendo, unfortunately. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, that's, not. That's a real shame. Nintendo <laughs> is going to be twenty-four-seven Animal Crossing. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, it's going to be Animal Crossing and a bunch of Metroid Prime trilogy. I'm telling and you. The Pokemans. Like the Pokemans. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Um, but Team yeah, problem. so I, I am a huge, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I would, I just want, you know. Derek raised this point, you know, like I just want a good fucking Star Wars game at this point. Like I'll take I, I don't need it to yeah. be the best Star Wars game ever. I, at this I am point. so ready to just like let John Williams wash over me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I just I that that's all we need at this point is is just fucking a good, competent Star Wars game. And I believe that Respawn can deliver that for us. I do too. I yeah. really I really, I really do. Um, is, I'm gonna be very interested to see what happens uh on Saturday. Uh, what what time is the presentation again? It's I think two thirty on Saturday. Two two thirty. Okay. And and and, and this this game is confirmed for a fall release, right? They like said holiday, a, I think. Holiday what, release. Okay. Holiday okay. twenty nineteen. So, I, I guess my last question about Star Wars is, you know, Battlefront two didn't really move the needle all that great sales wise. Um. Like, like it started obviously off. Obviously, did a lot of harm to their. Money. It did a it lot did. of harm to the needle. It it really did. Um, do you think <laughs> there's going command and conquer screwed them up? Do you think there is going to be consumer hesitation in regards to this one? No, I I think if it if it comes out and it's a good trailer, people will just be in from the start. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. a lot different than a Battlefront, so I think there's going to be yeah. people having a lot yeah, more excitement. Like it, it's a cinematic single-player game. Like yeah, it. exactly. Like, it's not, yeah, it's not, it doesn't have, a, I mean, who knows if it'll have 
player component. I don't know if they've said that or not, but hopefully it's just a really good story with, you know, based in Star Wars with lightsaber battles. And I think they could position position that really well to get some fans who have probably been lapsed to raise their heads and go, hmm, this seems pretty cool. So, uh, so we're, we're, we're bumping up against our time here. Um, there are, there's a few things I want to throw out there. Um, uh, this weekend, at some point this weekend, we'll, 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 we'll settle on the time, uh, tomorrow guys, uh, in the DM, but we are going to be recording some more Final Fantasy retrospective stuff finally. Uh, so, and, uh, Tom Johnson from Game Ranks is going to join us once again, because he's a huge Final Fantasy fan, like many of us are. Uh, and so we'll settle on a time for that tomorrow, but we will be recording at least one or two episodes of that this weekend. We are also working on a brand new a brand new show um, focused on lore and story uh, for certain games and uh, not talking about gameplay at all. We're just going to be doing deep dives into the lore, into the story. Um, and uh, Rebecca, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to start with Chrono Trigger. Did um, we decide that? Is that I what was actually decided? That's what we're going to start with. Yeah, we're oh, going to start with Chrono Trigger. Yes. We're going to start my, with Chrono Trigger. My and... default favorite video game because I think it's my favorite video game and I can't think of any game I actually like better. I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, y'all, I keep, I keep my copy of Chrono Trigger yeah, ideas have, with I have, me. I have my super all times. Yeah, my DS cartridge within arm's reach of me right now. At I was cleaning out my Spotify library today, and I had twelve different remixes of Corridors of Time. Hell yeah! <laughs> and so, it. so, so we're gonna start off with Chrono Trigger, and we'll be talking about the um, the story and and a, a lot of the bridge between Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, and continuity problems and we're going to get into characterization it's going to be a lot of fun i'm really looking forward to this chrono cross did nothing wrong okay it did two things wrong we'll 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 get into that we're going to get into chrono cross maybe that should be its own separate episode no 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 it is i we're going to do chrono trigger i think the plan is for us to do like chrono trigger and then we're going to move into chrono cross and we're going to tackle other series as well radical dreamers in the chrono cross a little bit of radical a little bit of radical dreamers that's right and uh but we're not gonna we're not gonna limit it to just chrono trigger we are going to tackle uh the lore and story for other series that uh that you love as well like you know metal gear event we'll do some elder scroll stuff that's going to be a long time coming uh you know uh, resident evil Plumbers um, yeah well witcher i mean I, we could do i mean there's all kinds of possibilities we could do but but again i want to remind everybody uh even though we do have a patreon if you want to go subscribe and i can tell you, you can't none of this will be gated uh so if you do subscribe to our patreon that is out of the goodness in your own heart we do appreciate that we also appreciate now that we are twitch affiliates we appreciate any any uh, any subscriptions you guys want to throw at us. Uh, you will we will never ever ask you to to pay for content. We're, that's not what something we're planning on right now. Uh, but if you want to do that out of the goodness of your heart to help us get to cons and help us get some better equipment to make a better show for you, we would deeply appreciate that. Um, Adam, it was an absolute pleasure having you on, man. This was fucking great. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you guys. No, it was so much fun. I really just had the best time, and it's fun to finally be on the show. You guys do some awesome stuff here. Oh, we really appreciate that. That makes me feel good, man. That makes me feel really good. It's about no, it's time. Just, it's funny. It's like you guys, I mean, I'm unfortunate I meet Rebecca, but meeting you guys at PAX, you guys are the type of people where you meet them and you feel like you've been friends forever. So it's oh, uh, you're very, a very we're welcoming trying. bunch. So Jeez, I'm trying to tell John that we're not a trash I got paid fire. very well for this, by the way, everybody. No. <laughs> Gee, yeah, yeah. Adam actually socks. had to pay to be on the podcast. That's like true. that's, that's, Money I demanded. Well spent. John I, like, I, apologizes to every guest that we have, talking about what a trash fire we I are. Know, and I'm like, so we funny. are the nicest. This is <laughs> that's, like I'm the newest person, and this is the nicest fucking podcast. You can. The the trash the fire. Irony. It's a vestigial trash fire from our early, earliest days, honestly. 
that is the irony of the statement, Rebecca. And by the way, I just want to point out that Imran like pretty much summed up. Imran just said in chat, John, a monk threw up on me. Without any context, I just love that. Like I know what he's talking about, but with any, but without any context, that's just, Derek's like a boot, like a Buddhist monk or a Roman Catholic. <laughs> Probably Roman Catholic, because Roman Catholic monks drink, man. Like they brew beer. Like oh, they like, fucking do. They 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 brew the fuck out of some beer. Yeah, they do. Um, but anyway. We got a lot of good content coming up for everybody. Uh, we might have some pretty cool E3 stuff happening. I'm not going to tell you about that yet because uh, we don't know if it's going to happen or not. But we've got some really unique, possibly some really unique stuff coming your way. And uh, we're really excited to tell you about that, uh, you know, if it happens. So no guarantees there. But uh, as always, uh, we will be back next week at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Thursday. And I, uh, next week, I'm also going to be continuing my Final Fantasy VI uh, playthrough uh, with live commentary. So please join me for that. Derek is a robot, and if nobody has anything else, it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. And by the way, I think I'm going to come up with a new ending show, tag, a new tagline to end the show at some point. No! Um, <laughs> no? You don't, what? No? First you, try, first you try to get rid of the Gungeon beanie, and now this. John! No, we're not, we're not doing the... Okay, all right. I guess, I guess some things are just too sacred. They are. Is Have a good week, everybody. Okay.